This is the Ultimate Advisor Podcast, the podcast for financial advisors who want to create a thriving, successful, and scalable practice. Each week, we'll uncover the ways that you can improve your referrals, your team, your marketing, and your business operations, helping you to level up your advising practice, bring in more assets, and create the advising practice that you've dreamed of. You'll be joined by our hosts, Brian Sweet, who is moving fast towards a billion dollars in assets under management. Brittany Anderson, the driving force for advisors looking to improve their operations and company culture. And Dre Redfern, who can help you systematize and automate your practice's marketing to effortlessly attract new clients. So, what do you say? Let's jump into another amazing episode of the Ultimate Advisor Podcast. Hello, Brittany Anderson here with your Ultimate Advisor Podcast. And today uh, we have yet another amazing guest to bring to you. Uh, This is one that you are going to want to turn your antennas up to, uh, get your ears going, because this is going to be a really fun conversation. So today I have with me a CFP founder and wealth advisor at Midland Financial, Larry Sprung. Uh, Larry and his team have been dedicated to prioritizing clients first and consistently helping them make healthy financial decisions. Larry is also the host of the Midland Money Mindset podcast. That's a tongue twister there. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's all about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life. He provides his listeners with engaging and entertaining guests and his creativity with this endeavor is what we thought would be an engaging and entertaining experience for you, the elite advisor. Larry, I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Brittany. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, you know, I want to set the stage a little bit for any of our listeners that we actually were, we were introduced through a mutual friend, mutual connection. And, you know, as we're kind of having this initial conversation, we're like, okay, well, we're, we're both in the wealth advisory space. You know, where are some of these collaborations? Where's this connection? And the thing, Larry, that, that I really respect about you is what you're doing in this industry and how it is definitely different. The focus on mindset, uh, you know, that's something that as, as I shared with you before is a, a huge component of what we do at Sweet Financial Partners and a huge component of what we promote on the Ultimate Advisor podcast. So I love the space. I love what you're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and just let you kind of take the reins here. Just talk a little bit about your journey, uh, where you came from, what got you to this point, And then we're going to pivot into this, this really cool podcast. Yeah, thank you, Brittany. I appreciate those uh, kind words and uh, and the opportunity to uh, speak with you today, as well as your uh, listeners. So, uh, you know, my again, my name is Larry Sprung. I've been in the business uh, for about twenty five years. Um, you know, and long story short, is the reason why I got involved in the business is uh, growing up, my my mother was diagnosed with cancer, uh, breast cancer at a very young age. Um, and we ended up losing her at the age of 47. But, you know, I, I was probably about 12 or 13 when she was diagnosed. And I saw the trials and tribulations that my dad got, went through. And, you know, not to say we weren't poor, 
We weren't rich. We were, you know, a, a modest household. And, you know, he had a, he was a teacher and educator, and he also had other jobs in order to make the bills uh, and the household run. And I saw him go through life and, and handle that situation. And he didn't have an advisor. And, you know, I, I think growing up, I, it left an impression on me for sure. And I always felt like if he had somebody there to help him navigate some of these you know, pitfalls that were taking place wouldn't have mitigated the situation, what my mom was going through, but it may have made his situation in life a little bit easier, maybe spend more time with the family. He spent quite a bit and tried to do as much as he could, but he was always bogged down with some other things and bills and doctors, et cetera. So, you know, it left an impression on me. And really it was something that when I went to college, I really thought about long and hard because I started out uh, going in and thinking about being a doctor and slowly started thinking about the number of years I'd be in school and all the financial debt, et cetera, to get there. And it really just resonated with me what I had gone through. And I said, you know, if I could help other families and help mitigate some of that uncertainty and mitigate some of that, uh, you know, those ups and downs, it would be such a rewarding career. So long story short, again, I went into the, uh, the field and I've been here ever since. And that's really where we're at. We're really enjoying that journey of serving families and helping them navigate, you know, those critical financial events that may be taking place in, in their life. And, you know, one of the things I know I shared with you in, you know, in response to this situation that I experienced growing up was when I launched my firm, which was in 2004. Uh, you know, we were thinking about a name to uh, name the firm. And, you know, ultimately what ended up happening, kind of going backwards a little bit from 2004, is the name of the firm is stems from two different people in my life. One is MIT was Mitchell, who was my wife's grandfather, whom I've never had the opportunity to meet, but I've heard a lot of great stories about him and his values. And the LIN comes from my mother, Linda, um, who, you know, was definitely a rock to me, uh, a, uh, somebody I looked up to, a mentor, her strength and her values were, were second to none. And essentially what ended up happening was they passed away, uh, Mitchell and Linda, within hours of each other. And at that point, I didn't know my wife, but we met several months later. And, you know, the story we like to tell is that they met somewhere along the line and put the two, two of us together. And, you know, when we were thinking about a name for a firm, I didn't want it as my name because I wanted to kind of outlive me, hopefully, and in perpetuity, perhaps. And I thought, what a, what a good way to memorialize these two great human beings. Mitchell was a uh, veteran. He was a uh, New York City police officer great values, great human being from what I've been told and take that and what I knew about my mom and be able to put them together and moralize it and serve families in a way that's in line with their values and our, what have become our values here as a, uh, as a firm now going forward. Mm. You know, there, there's just so much there. And if you're tuning in, you know, as an advisor, I think so many advisors, and I should say some of, so many of the amazing advisors that I've had the great blessing of, of being introduced to and meeting and interacting with have just these amazing stories of what's really shaped them, why they absolutely are here to serve clients, not just to, to build a business, but to truly serve people 
and to change some path in the world, to change the trajectory of how people think or how they make decisions. And I think, Larry, that's what makes what you do so special and, you know, how you serve so special is because of the path and what's shaped you. And I'm so glad that you shared the story about the naming of your firm, because I thought that was just, just so neat. And, and something that, again, it pulls on the heartstrings that so many of us have stories of our own that can relate to that. And I have to just comment here too. You were talking about, you know, thinking about being a doctor and what that meant in the path. So way back when I was actually, Oh my goodness. I I was, I was still in high school in my later years in high school. And I was working for an attorney and I thought that one day I wanted to be an attorney. And, and one day one of them pulled me into his office and he said, okay, I have some career advice that I want to give you. And I'm thinking, yes, this is so exciting. I can't wait. Like, what's he going to tell me? And he's like, don't be an attorney. (laughs) He's like, it is so many years. It's a thankless career. You're not going to enjoy it. You should go do something else. I took it, took his advice and I'll forever be grateful to him for that. There you go. So it just, it just kind of made me laugh thinking about that path. I can relate. So, you know, one thing that you've done, Larry, and I want to pivot a little bit into the podcast, not for the sole purpose of just talking about a podcast and how great it is, but really for you to share, you know, number one, what inspired it? Number two, what has it done for your business? And number three, where do you see it taking you in the future? And before I have you get into it, I want to just set the framing here for our listeners that, you know, so many advisors that, that we encounter, they have this idea of doing either a podcast, a blog, some sort of communication for them to get their expertise into the world but so many of them hesitate to actually take action. So Larry, I would love for you to just dive into that topic, talk about the podcast. How has it served you? How has it served your clients and where do you see it going? Yeah. So thank you. There's a lot to unpack there, but uh, I'll do my best. If I miss anything, feel free to re-ask me. <laughs> I'll but, redirect. <laughs> yeah, please. So, you know, uh, podcast. the podcast was something that was in the works for a long time. Uh, essentially, I enjoy sharing thought leadership with people and I'm very much of the abundance mindset. So I like sharing great stories, great people, interesting stuff. And, you know, one of the ways that I've done that for a longer time than the podcast has been through writing blogs and articles. And quite frankly, the reality is I do not like writing. It's not something that is natural to me. It's, it's takes a lot of work. It's more difficult, not natural. Um, so, but talking is something that was natural and is natural. So when I saw the explosion around podcasting, it was something that I wanted to kind of get involved with and do, because I felt like it was a lot easier for me to do that than, um, than write a blog. And, you know, it took me about a year of preparation until I pulled the trigger. I wanted to make sure I had the right equipment that I had enough shows in the hopper uh, to go. And I will tell you this through the Genesis and the, and morphing the show. Originally, my intention was to have it as a show where I would do a lot of talking, not really have guests and then sprinkle in guests. And what I shortly found was after I went to record my first episode, uh, which was just me, it was about uh, the most uh, asked question we get here, which is where did the Midland name come from, which we just Mm. discussed, you know, after recording that show and it was just me, I was like, you know, this is not natural for me. I don't really feel comfortable just talking for X amount of minutes. So I then scheduled my first 
um, interview show. And I was like, wow, that was a lot better. I enjoyed it a lot more. So I basically pivoted and now make it made it fully an interview show. So it was really something that I enjoyed and I like doing, and I get to meet a lot of great people, great entrepreneurs, athletes. Um, today, as a matter of fact, I don't know if the show will be out when this airs, but I had the uh, opportunity to uh, speak with uh, DC uh, Green from the Scoop There It Is commercial from Geico. I had him on the show. He's part of tag team, uh, the, the, the rap group. And I would have never have been able to meet this person if I didn't have a podcast. And it was such an interesting conversation that we had. So really the impetus was just to, you know, really bring engaging guests for clients, for prospects, for the world and share our conversations with them. Um, you know, some of the byproducts that have come out of that, and it really wasn't the intention, but we are getting business from it. Um, and we've gotten new clients from people who have directly seen or heard our show. Um, and they reach out to us because they were like, oh, wow, that was a great entrepreneurial show. I, you know, it seems like you work with entrepreneurs. Can we chat? We've had guests at the end of our conversation and we shut off the recording, say, hey, I'm going through an issue. Would you be able to help me out? Um, and then there are countless others that I can't attribute the show directly to, but maybe they were a prospect in our pipeline, or maybe they just heard us and maybe that pushed them over the edge to contact us that, you know, we're not aware of that. That was the only thing. It may have been just one piece of a number of different things that really drove them to finally give us a, uh, a call and uh, touch base with us and, and potentially become a client. And, you know, really going forward, what we want to do is just continue to utilize it as a platform to speak with interesting people, bring entrepreneurial stories and journeys to uh, our listeners, um, because I think a lot of our entrepreneurial journeys are similar in a lot of ways, and they're also very different. And it's just, a you know, like I said, we come from an abundance mindset. So having that and listening to those stories can only be helpful to ultimately us or them achieving their goals. You know, Larry, I think that there's, there's a couple things to unpack here from what you're talking about. So, you know, one of the things that we believe in within ultimate advisor coaching is really paying it forward and helping the industry as a whole. And something that I think is, is really interesting about what you said is, you know, you're talking about how, you know, you've had the opportunity now to have some really neat guests on, and, you know, maybe you didn't love just sitting there talking by yourself for forever, but what you've done indirectly is you've now introduced your clients to people who they normally wouldn't have maybe any sort of, you know, contact with, be it indirect. So, you know, I think when you think about the topic of differentiation and, and what you're doing and how you're serving by you starting something as simple as a podcast and having just really fun conversations with people and asking great questions and putting great content in front of them, this allows you to really set yourself aside in the industry too. So I would love to know, you know, what's your plan for the future here? What do you, where do you see the podcast going? Uh, what do you plan to do with it? Are you just going to keep trudging along as you are? Or do you have anything else in mind? Yeah. I mean, at current, I don't have any super plans. We're, we're trying to learn and refine as we go along. It's, 
you know, it's a relatively newer medium. Um, and we're learning as we go a little bit um, in terms of how to judge how we're doing, kind of judge how and what's coming in. Uh, but really the goal is to just continue the podcast, continue the show. We're always trying to elevate our guests that we bring to the table. Um, and I'm also using it as a platform for other things than you know, finance and business related. For example, uh, this May, May of 2022, all of our shows for that month are going to all be around mental health um, mm -hmm. because I'm very involved with the mental health community. I sat on the board of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for about uh, 14 years or so. So we're going to use that and, and use that as a platform to talk to different people that are in the mental health community and share that with people. I'm also a hockey guy. So I talk a lot about hockey. Have uh, I try to get as many people related to the hockey community on there. It's a, it's a great community. Um, so we're just trying to get, you know, elevate the guests that we're having in those contexts and even, you know, entrepreneurs as well. And, you know, bring more interesting, more engaging guests and, and more engaging content for people to uh, consume and listen to, because if we can help them, you know, hopefully they either help somebody else or maybe they contact us if we can help them perhaps. Mm. You know, you, you bring up something interesting there too, by you simply talking about things that, you know, whether it pulls on your heartstrings or it's, you know, a passion kind of project of yours, or it's something that you just truly enjoy, you know, again, thinking about the side benefits of this, when you're talking about those topics and, and specific ones in particular, you're naturally going to start attracting people that have similar interests. And then that makes business a heck of a lot more fun when you're able to sit with a client and have these conversations that aren't just about business and aren't just about their portfolios and whatever else, but are actually in depth and you have that true connection. So, you know, one thing I think would be interesting for our advisor audience to hear is, you know, let's say somebody's listening and they've been strongly considering doing a podcast, or maybe they've just started one and they've got it kind of off the ground how are you going about getting these introductions to these high level entrepreneurs, these really interesting individuals? How are you going about getting the introduction? And is there something you're doing to get them to say yes to getting on your podcast? Yeah. So that's a great question. I, I think there's a couple of ways that we're predominantly doing this. One is we're going to existing clients and seeing if, you know, if they fit our profile to be a guest, we're going to them uh, mm. for that, or we're going to them and asking them who or what they would like to hear and try to fill some, uh, you know, gaps that way. Um, the other way is we're always scouring. If we see an interesting or we hear an interesting story, we'll reach out to them and see if they are interested in coming on the show. It's amazing to me. And, you know, one thing I learned is people are really clamoring to be able to go on a show and have a conversation, you know, mm. and, and talk, and they're interested in telling their story. It benefits everybody. And if they're a good fit, we'll ask them. So if we see somebody in the news or on LinkedIn that posts and we're like, Hey, that's an interesting story. Or we see them speak somewhere else. We'll ask them to be on the show. And then the third way is we're getting now because we're, you know, approaching about a hundred episodes. So we have some staying power. We're at almost two years, you know, we're about six months away from two years as of today. Um, and I think it's something like around, 
uh, 90% of all podcasts stop after like the sixth or seventh show. So we're having some staying power there to the point where now we're having people ask us if, um, if they're a good fit for our show and some people are, and we, we have them on and other people are not a good fit. And we tell them that, um, but that's really the third way. So those are really the third, three ways that we're kind of filling our funnel, uh, of guests for the show. Yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, one thing that I think people hesitate on is just asking, right? Like I, it's like this preconceived notion in our heads that if somebody is, you know, perceived as being even more successful as we are, or even busier or whatever the case is, when you think about having guests or even just having an, and striking a, a simple conversation, you don't know until you ask. And I think sometimes people let fear get in the way by, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to bother them or, oh, they wouldn't be interested or, oh, you know, it's just my little piddly podcast. You know, why would they come on? And I think people would be absolutely shocked to see how many people do say yes. And, and you're dead on Larry with saying how people want to share their story. They want to talk about it. And, you know, it's human nature to want to feel seen and heard. And I think there's some great platforms out there for people to get on, to be able to share those stories. So well, I'll, I, I'll share, if you don't mind, I'll share yeah. a funny story about, uh, about that and people saying no, cause our only roadblock is in our head. Right. Yeah. So we had, we had a show where I had the two owners of NHL teams. I had the owner of the New York Islanders, um, John Ledecky and the owner, one of the owners of the Seattle Kraken, uh, Len Potter on the show. And I had been, uh, trying to get John Ledecky, uh, the Islanders owner, he's fairly, he's a newer owner, Long Island, where I'm from. I don't tell him, but I'm a Ranger fan, but I still, <laughs> I have a tendency to like him as a person. And I wanted to get him on the show. I asked him four times. He said to me, no, every single time. So then I was introduced to Len Potter from the Seattle Kraken, new team in the NHL, asked him, he said, yes, in a heartbeat. Okay. He said, Hey, you know, why, why Seattle? I said, well, you're a new team. I said, and quite frankly, I know, you know, John Ledecky. I said, I asked him to be on the show and he's kind of turned me down. And long story short is he said, hang on a second. Within five minutes, he texted John and got John to come on the show with him at the same time. Oh, and, cool. and even funnier than that, when we started the recording, I asked him if they had time restraints and, and Len Potter was like, no, I don't have any time restraints. John is like, I got like 15 minutes. I said, okay, I'm going to go as deep as I can. When you're ready and you're over, you give me the high sign. I'll ask my last question and we'll, we'll make it a wrap. Well, long story short, we went about 50 something minutes uh, with that show and he had a great time. So, you know, to your point, ask, ask again, sometimes, you know, you don't want to be annoying, but you know, you have, you have to be the judge of that. But uh, again, the only roadblock is really between our ears when it comes to that. Mm, I love that. And that's actually a quote, um, the founder of Sweet Financial Partners and one of the partners in Ultimate Advisor, Brian Sweet. He has said for years, and I know he got this somewhere else, but the only limitation is the six inches between our ears. There you go. Right. And, and I mean, that rings so true. So, and I love what you said too. And I have to pivot this a little bit here because I think what you're talking about with how you were, um, let's just say, let's just call it, you know, 
uh, ambitious towards getting the, the guests that you wanted onto your show, you know, that's something that people can take away with prospecting too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really think about it again, our audience is advisors. So you're sitting here listening and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. He got in front of somebody that he really wanted to, but that's no different from how you approach prospective clients too. you know, looking at how maybe right now is a no, maybe right now isn't a good time for them, but that doesn't mean no forever. So to kind of pivot this into the, the business space as a whole, Larry, what's, let's just say, you know, you go back in time and you started your business in 2004, as you think back over, over the history of your time in business, what's one thing, if you could go back in time that you would have changed in how you've, you've kind of progressed? That's a great question. I mean, I think the one thing that sticks out on my mind in my mind, and I've shared on a number of occasions was you know, in terms of authenticity and sharing my own personal story. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, my wife, to her credit, uh, for a very long time was trying to get me to be, uh, not that I was inauthentic, just put more stuff out there into the, Mm. into the world, uh, be a little bit more forthcoming when I'm on vacation with the family. For example, she used to push me and say, Hey, you know, you're in Disney. You should post a picture with the family and do that from a business perspective. And I was like, Oh, clients don't want to see me in Disney or me here. She's like, they do. And to our credit, she pushed me for a very long time. And I gave in a couple of years ago and it has transformed my business in terms of, you know, clients really feeling like they're part of my family. Um, We had a a family trip, I guess, three years ago, we went to South Africa. This was before the pandemic uh, for my son's bar mitzvah. And we went on a safari and a client of mine who is not in the greatest health, probably will never have the ability to go on a safari, literally waited every day for me to post where I was on that given day. She lived the safari through me. And I think that that is like the reality of, you know, where we're at and people do want to see that. And to our credit, she stayed on top of me until we, we started testing it out and it started working. So, you know, that was a, I think a mistake that I was a little late to the game. I'm glad that I'm here now and I will continue to do that. And I think that that's something that, you know, I share with others that if they have that ability, I think taking that on sooner than later can be extremely helpful to their practice and the families that they serve. So, you know, I think the true uh, core nugget here, the big takeaway is husbands listen to your wives. hundred <laughs> percent. There's a lot Maybe of truth. Should to have that. her as a guest. <laughs> you, you could, she's our, she's our marketing person. So why was I not listening to her? But, oh, uh, my goodness. but, uh, we're there now. So that's good. That's awesome. And you know, there's so much truth to what you've said. When you think about it, where do the deepest relationships that you have often come from? It's people who can can share in those personal experiences with you. You know, it's people who you truly have that deeper connection, and you're celebrating their wins and their achievements. And you know, that's something that that we talk about a lot within Ultimate Advisor Mastermind is really making sure that you are humanizing yourself, that you're humanizing your team, and that you're not just seen as you know the very buttoned up professional who you meet with once a year. I mean, you want to have these deep, long lasting relationships with your clients. And that is such a great way to go about it. So I love that. I love that. Uh, just the idea of being a little bit vulnerable too. Uh, I think that just opens the door more. So I want to push on one particular topic and, and we kind of touched on this a little bit through the, just ask, but 
you know, one thing that we really try to help advisors avoid is getting stuck by fear. So I would love for you to share, Larry, you know, what's an example of a time where you strategically overcame something you were fearful of that you didn't let it stop you from growth, from learning, from scaling, from whatever that end end word is. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, listen, there, there are probably a lot of those and I can even tie that back into the social media piece that there was some fear there that I had to overcome. And again, it was, you know, all up here. And I think most of the time, uh, it, it is. Um, but I think this podcast, for example, um, was a bit of fear because I probably should have had it out and started sooner than I did. Um, and you know, we, we have a tendency as planners, you know, whether you're in a CEO role or an advisory role, wherever you are in the practice, we're still have a tendency to be planners, right? We like to have yeah. things kind of mapped out. We like to know what the end result is, or at least have some kind of vision. And with this, it was like, I was going into an abyss, right? Um, and I was unsure and I probably overanalyzed things. I probably overanalyzed this mic I'm talking about talking into now, probably overanalyzed the other equipment that I have around with me, uh, just to kind of get me to the place of getting over that fear and starting. And the reality is once you start and you got, and I got going, I was like, man, this is great. I wish I had been doing this for the last five or 10 years. And I think that happens a lot, right? And a lot of those times where we're a little bit fearful and we push through and it's like, huh, what was I afraid of? Right. We should have done this sooner. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the things that we kind of work through. And, um, you know, it's, it's, we really just should map it out, go for it. We could always course correct. It's kind of like a financial plan to some degree, right? Yeah. You're never going to have all the answers. You pretty much are going to put something together based upon the information you have now, course correct on the way based upon what's going on out in the world, and then just keep adjusting as time goes on. Same thing with podcasting, same thing with any other problem. Just kind of go course correct over time and keep refining as you go along. Mm. That's brilliant advice. And Larry, remind me, have you taken uh, the Colby, the Colby index A? It's interesting. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I, I will be though. <laughs> you, you need to, because my guess is, and, and this is, this is why I love asking this question is a lot of time, uh, financial advisors from what we've seen, they tend to be high in what's called fact finding. So you need those details. And that can also cause exactly what you talked about, where I got to make sure my mic is right. I got to make sure that I have everything in place before I make a decision and before I take action. And, you know, I love that you talk about how you overcame that and the reflection in that now, because a lot of times the things that we end up kind of procrastinating on, there's a couple of things that are happening there. Uh, number one, it's truly our next method for growth, right? Where exponential growth comes into play. And number two, it's a lot of times because we just need a who, right? We just need somebody to come in and maybe do some of the analytics for us, or just tell us what we need to do or, or right. what decision we need to make. So I love that you use that as an example, because in our industry, we see that high fact finding and that delay in action quite a bit, completely normal, which is what makes for a great advisor too. that high attention to detail. Uh, so Larry, what is one piece of advice that, you know, 
you would just love to lay out on the line for any advisor out there. This can be open across the board, no holds barred. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, my, my piece of advice and kind of what I've taken away from my years and and running the practice is, you know, you can't, you can't look at, you know, can't fear failure. You got to look at it as opportunity and failing forward. And, you know, there's always opportunities out there and you got to line them up and, and give it a try. I think, too many advisors kind of get into their groove and their rhythm and they're successful at doing that. And that's great. But a lot of times what got you here to this point is not going to get you there. And you have to be willing to fail forward. You have to be willing to learn and always refine and grow. And I think if you kind of take that mental attitude and you put that into practice. Um, and you know, a lot of times we need coaches to do that. You know, we're coaching our clients more or less. Why not get somebody to coach you through some of those, um, you know, pain points and some of those roadblocks. So you can act like an entrepreneur and either figure instead of letting it hold you up, figure out a way up and over it, or worst case, just drive right through it and smash it. But I think that those are some things that I've learned over the years. And I, you know, it took me a little while to get there, but uh, now I am completely open to it. And I think it's a, a great way to grow a practice and, and you always have to be willing to innovate and uh, try, th- try new things. Mm. You know, I, I, it's almost like I could have just set you up to give that exact answer. And I'll I'll preface this by saying that I gave him zero guidance in that zero, zero. And there's something that I just respect so much about your particular mindset. You know, when you think about this, you could have easily, when we were talking about, you know, what we have going on in our podcast and all of these great things, you could have easily been like, no, I'm not going to share with other advisors. I've got my own industry secrets. I'm going to keep that to myself. But, you know, you talk about having that abundance mindset and how, what got you here won't get you there. And those are things that, you know, we embody within ultimate advisor coaching. This is something that we encourage advisors, successful advisors why reinvent the wheel? Like listen to other talented people who are doing great things, who are willing to share. So I just have so much respect for you, Larry, for coming on the show, for talking about what's working and for really kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit so people can see what other great advisors are doing. Uh, so before I ask my final question, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about what you do, uh, you know, talk about your podcast, anything like that? Yeah. So the podcast is all over uh, anywhere you would get your, uh, your podcast shows. It's Midland Money Mindset. Um, on social media, I am pretty much Lawrence Sprung everywhere, uh, except for I made the marketing snafu a long time ago. I am Larry Sprung on Instagram. Somebody already <laughs> took my, my name, or actually I took the wrong one many years ago, not realizing that they should all be the same, but I learned. Um, so um, they can find me anywhere. And our website is midlandfinancial.com. Um, and if you know, to your point of what you just said, if people have questions, they want to reach out, they want to know how to start a podcast or what I did, and they want some more detail, they could certainly reach out. I'd be more than happy to share with them uh, any way I can. And actually the, um, 
should be going live soon. The firm that we hired to handle our podcast, because I just recorded and then handed off. You mentioned uh, who, not how earlier. Yeah. Uh, they're my who for the editing piece. I send it off to them. We're having them on the show also. So they might be able to get some nuggets on starting their own podcast from that as well. Very cool. Can you share who that is? Uh, it's podcast fast track. Awesome. And, and I did get them in full disclosure. I got their name from another advisor. So who was willing to share it with me and provide me with their information. And they work with a number of advisors. So they're familiar with the compliance issues and, and working through those, those uh, items that we need to work through as advisors, they're completely familiar with. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, definitely. I know I'm going to tune into that episode whenever you air. So please let me know. Thank I think you. that will be, it's, it's always great hearing the insight from the people who help get the message out there. Um, so Larry, my final question is what haven't I asked you that I should have? Oh, I don't, I, I think you did a great job. I think we, we talked about a lot of different things and a lot of different topics. Um, I, I think we covered it pretty well. I don't think we, uh, we missed anything. Excellent. Well, I always like to ask that question to make sure if there's something burning on you that you want to get out, uh, that you have the, the opportunity. So Larry, thank you so much for coming on today, uh, sharing your wisdom, sharing your insights. And I trust that you are going to have a great continued success. Thanks, Brittany. I appreciate that. That wraps up this episode of the Ultimate Advisor Podcast. We will catch you right back here for our very next episode. Hey there, Brittany Anderson here. If you are loving what you're hearing on our Ultimate Advisor Podcast, don't keep us a secret. Share us with other advisors that you think would benefit from the messages that you are hearing. The easiest way to do that is to simply send them to ultimateadvisorpodcast.com. And if you want to learn a few other ways that we could potentially serve you as an advisor, go check out ultimateadvisormastermind.com. As always, we are so happy to have you here with us as part of the Ultimate Advisor community, and we look forward to a continued relationship.